Hello and welcome in to episode 19 of Sports Are Funny with George Arjour, and I'm your host, obviously George Arjour. You know, it always feels weird saying that. Um, today's episode is going to be a nice, real quick, short one. Uh, I just want to kind of touch base about what I thought about the AFC and NFC Championship games and couples two storylines that really irk me about the Super Bowl already. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is it seems a lot of things irking me today. Derek Jeter and the Hall of Fame voters. He didn't. He got elected to the Hall of Fame. Very well deserved. He didn't get 100% of a vote. Kind of dumb. And lastly, Kansas, Kansas State brawl breaks out. Quick thoughts on the brawl today between the two. Before we get started, though, this episode is always brought to you by SontSports.com. That's S-O-N-T Sports.com. Great website. We own it. Great company. Sports on tap. Because a lot of people ask me, what does uh, Sont Sports stand for? And I'm like, you know what? It stands for Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio Redefined. But before we get started with the pod, we're going to have one quick word from our sponsor. And then like we said, 15 to 20 minute podcast real quick hitter here um so enjoy and here's our sponsor All right, well, uh, welcome in. Go check out our sponsor, as we said before. You'll love them. What, uh, depending on you know which sponsor it is, if it's the Alyssa Milano podcast, go download it. If it's the Anchor app, go download Anchor. So here's the thing. Um, the Super Bowl is obviously upon us. We got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl in Miami. A couple storylines of the game. We all know we can sit here and talk. I did talk on the That Being Said podcast with my brother about what my thoughts are on the games and my thoughts are on the AFC and NFC championship games in general. But today, I just kind of wanted to go through this podcast, even if it's 10 minutes long or 15 minutes long. I only have three topics I really just want to give my opinions on before the rest of this week where we have... Tomorrow, a special guest on a comedian from New York. Friday, a special guest on a comedian from New York. And next Monday, another comedian from New York on. So we're going to have three comedians this week for you. Comedian interviews are always fun. They're all female this time. So uh, you guys hopefully enjoy that. Um, they're all hilarious. So we, I'm really looking forward to talking to all three of them. I like to make you wait to know who they are. But there's a couple storylines heading into this Super Bowl that I really want to talk about. The first one is that a lot of people criticize Andy Reid this whole time and are now like, oh, yeah, Andy Reid can kind of coach. He's not that good of a coach. Andy Reid is a fantastic head coach. I mean, the best part of it was after the game where he came out and said uh, how he celebrated the AFC championship was go home have a cheeseburger and sleep. I mean, that's exactly what I want to do on most nights. I'd love to come home every night, celebrate by having a cheeseburger and going to sleep. He's an all-American guy. And Kansas City fans treat him correctly because he's a fantastic head coach. And in general, 
I feel like the media and a lot of Twitter especially are not fair to Andy Reid. Always making fun of him for his timeout decisions or all he doesn't know clock management. Give him a kid from Madden. He's a great coach. I think he's been out of five or six AFC championship games. This is his second AFC or NFC championship games. This is his second Super Bowl. So for a minute, let's relax on this lander of Andy Reid and let's just acknowledge the guy is a great head coach and the guy is a... uh, really good play caller and he has a really good quarterback and he might be a Super Bowl champion and there's been a lot of coaches worse than Andy Reid that have won Super Bowls so it is actually to me kind of a shame that sometimes we have to sit here and defend that we think that Andy Reid is a good coach because Andy Reid is a good coach um another thing about Kansas City before I get to my one take about the uh 49ers is Kansas City, this is their, what, 50th year since their last Super Bowl appearance, and now they're in a Super Bowl. This is not talked about enough that Kansas City Chiefs have, have been an underwhelming organization since their last Super Bowl. I mean, they won, they lost Super Bowl one, they won Super Bowl four, and they haven't been to the Super Bowl since, and now here we are. I think it was 1969 they made the Super Bowl last. That's a long damn time, and if Kansas City didn't you know, wasn't such a, they must be the nicest group of people in the world that live in Kansas City because any other sports organization would be ripping, ripping this organization for taking so long to get to the Super Bowl. Instead, they're praising them like, and even, oh, we made the Super Bowl. You guys should want to win this Super Bowl because it's hard to get to Super Bowls. That's why it's taking 50 years. Pretty simply said. So shout out to the people in Kansas City for being such amazing fans and being in a way the nicest people on earth and some great barbecue of course and now on to the 49ers real quick um i i know we got a lot of talk and this is what you know i'm i told you today's just irked off day i don't know why i don't know i'm not irked about anything i'm actually in a fantastic mood but i kind of feel like sometimes i have to come on here and really just tell the people the truth about everything And the truth here is Jimmy Garoppolo is a really damn good quarterback. And I can't believe I have to do this and I have to explain this to you guys. Because a lot of people are sitting here and they're like, oh my God, Jimmy Garoppolo is making the Super Bowl, riding this, this 49ers defense. True, the 49ers defense is fantastic. Oh my God, he only threw the ball eight times in the NFC championship game. He's trash. Relax. What did you want him to do? They were getting almost seven yards a carry on the ground. Seven yards a carry almost. 6.8. 42 rushes, 285 yards, and four touchdowns. And they were up the whole game. Do you want them to just to pass the ball for, for your fucking sake of passing? Or should they have done what they did? No, they played it right. He went six for eight. 77 yards. He wasn't asked to win the game. He didn't have to win the game. But for you to say Jimmy Garoppolo is not that good of a quarterback, you need to relax. Last year they were 3-13. and This year they're 13-3. and What's the main difference probably on this team? Yeah, Nick Bosa. Yeah, Alexander. But really, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo this year. And when I say great, I never mean that this guy's the second-best quarterback in the NFL. I mean he can fall anywhere from 8 to probably 12th-best quarterback. And on a good year, he could have a top five type of season. And maybe he becomes a top five type of quarterback at one point. This year, he had just under 4,000 yards with 
kept him 12th in the NFL. He had 27 touchdowns, which made him 5th in the NFL. And he had a QBR of 58.8, which made him 12th in the NFL. He's a very good quarterback. And we forget, Quan Alexander was hurt. Bosa was banged up at some point of the season. They lost a bunch of offensive linemen. Kittle was banged up, and this team was still able to deliver. They had a stretch in the season where they played the Packers, Ravens, Saints, Falcons, Rams, Seahawks. And in those games, they went one, two, three, four, four and two. And you say, oh, that's not that good. No, it's pretty good. Their two losses was Falcons at literally the buzzer and to the Ravens on a field goal as time expired. But let's go back to that Saints game against Drew Brees on the road in New Orleans, which really is a very important game if you want to really go through all the season. Why? Because if that, they didn't win that game, they wouldn't have the number one seed, and right now they probably wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. The 49ers' fantastic defense, which it is, gave up 46 points on the road. So for the first time in the season, they had to ask Jimmy Garoppolo to go win the game for him. And he hasn't been asked to do it too often this season, but when he's asked, he's delivered. Jimmy Garoppolo went 26 for 35, 349 yards, four touchdowns in a pick, and had the game-winning drive to win the game. But I think the problem with, with Jimmy Garoppolo and people wanting to not like Jimmy Garoppolo is because they're jealous that he's good-looking. There, I said it. It's very simple. Men hate pretty boys. But when you're a fine-looking gentleman like myself, you are not... You're not intimidated by Jimmy Garoppolo's looks. No, you embrace these people. He takes care of himself, and he knows how to play football. He's won two Super Bowls as a backup, but he's going for his third now. I am just tired of having to defend Jimmy Garoppolo, and I feel like I do this all the time on this pod. I come in here and say, hey, guys, just so I got to tell you. Let me, let me tell you why Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't suck. Does it mean he's the best quarterback in the league? No. Does it mean that he could have took a roster like the Seattle Seahawks had this year and taken him to the playoffs? Probably not. But is he more than capable of be, of winning a game and going into the Super Bowl and making a play to win the football game? Absolutely. Does that mean he'll do it? I don't know because he's playing against probably the best quarterback in the world on the other side in Patrick Mahomes. But in general, you got to give Jimmy Garoppolo's credit now. So just give it to him. I know a lot of you don't want to give credit. It's not your job. But sometimes you got to just say, hey, man, I was wrong about Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is really damn good. Speaking of really damn good, I want to talk about Derek Jeter. First of all, congratulations, Derek Jeter. Congratulations, Larry Walker. Both today got elected into Cooperstown in the prestigious Baseball Hall of Fame. And... Here's my problem with all of this. Derek Jeter got every single one of the votes to get into the Hall of Fame, except one. One voter left off Derek Jeter from the Hall of Fame voting. Why? I couldn't tell you why. This notion that you have to keep off one person from one person always has to vote against you is outdated and really stupid. My, my, my biggest problem with it all is 
is probably, to be completely honest with you, I don't understand what 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 we did here. Why did we last year finally allow a guy in uh, Mariano Rivera or two years ago in Mariano Rivera? I forget how many years. Maybe last year. Maybe year before. Have a hundred percent unanimous vote. And now we're going back to having one guy vote against Derek Jeter. Same with Ken Griffey Jr. We thought Ken Griffey Jr. might become the first hometown, my hometown guy, Seattle. Be the first guy to ever get 100% of the votes. One person voted against him. So I was like, all right, fuck it. It's going to be like this forever. But I thought when we smashed that notion last year when we let someone give 100% of a vote to Mariano Rivera. You know what probably happened last year now that I'm thinking about it? It's probably miscommunication. Someone meant to, they forgot to have the right guy vote against Mariano Rivera. They don't want 100% of a vote. Babe Roof didn't get 100% of a vote. The Baseball Writers Organization is such fucking trash, dude. Like, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, what, what, are you, what kind of... What are you worried about giving 100% of a vote? Like, well, because Babe Roof didn't get it, like, but back in 1932, so no one should get it? Jesus Christ, guys. Grow up, baseball writers. I'm tired of baseball. Baseball has become that, like, really annoying person that wants to tell you exactly how things were done back in the good old day, but they never even lived in a damn good old day. All those people who are like, oh, Babe Ruth, oh, he should have had 100% of the votes. They're all dead. None of them watched Babe Ruth. None of them. None of them watched Ty Cobb. Would they have loved to? Absolutely. But none of them did. So I really don't understand this. I, I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could wrap my small little head around why they do this. Like, do they sit in a room together, a bunch of guys, crusty, you know, have Cheetos on their little fingers and Mariano Rivera, 100%. Give Derek Jeter, Bob, yeah, you vote against Derek Jeter. We won't tell anyone. And he can't get 100% of a vote. Like, what is wrong with you guys? I want to know. I really would like to understand what is wrong with these people. I don't get it. I'm not going to pretend to get it. I'm not going to even, like, I know. I feel like I'm going on my soapbox here. Maybe they voted against Derek Jeter because they're like, oh, man, this guy banged too many models. Jealous. There's Bill, Bill in, from Tampa once went out, had a girl, and Derek Jeter stole his girl, so he voted against Derek Jeter in the Hall of Fame. Give me a break. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I, I, I feel like I'm being a little negative today. I'm really not. I'm, I'm in a fantastic mood right now. It's like I'm actually in a really good mood. But I just feel like I'm having to preach to the choir. Or maybe they're not the choir. Maybe you're the congregation. I, I'm the priest. I have to explain why everything is backwards here in life when really it's very damn simple. Give Derek Jeter 100% of the votes. Give me a break. All right, last thing. Actually, this was should have been the end of a podcast. But we had, just to mention, Kansas, Kansas State decided to get in a huge brawl today in college basketball. Um... I don't know if you guys saw it, but I'm wondering once again, like as soon as we see a brawl in basketball and they go into the stands right away, and I'm not the type of guy, by the way, here's the thing with me, and I've always, I've never been like the race guy. 
I'm not, I'm not really a guy who wants to sit here and tell you everyone's racist. Never. I've taken too many different sides on the other side of the agenda where I'm like, oh, man, Colin Kaepernick is a fraud. Michael Bennett's a fraud. Um, oh, that thing where the guy was putting his finger in a circle and people were saying it's racist. That's a fraudulent story. Um, Megan Raponi not seeing the president. I thought she was an idiot. So, yeah, I've taken a lot of sides against the common conception. But one side I wonder why no one really talks about enough is every time there's a brawl in a basketball game, whether it's the NBA or this time in college basketball, the announcers, the media, everyone is so quick to say, and same in the NFL, oh, this is horrible. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this is a disgrace. However, why every time I see a baseball fight or a hockey fight, I feel like, ah, it's okay. <laughs> so funny. He's pegged him. Now he's beating his ass. <laughs> Why is that? Now, do I think it's race? Possibly. Am I going to say it's race? Possibly. I, I, I need to formulate this opinion more because this just happened. But really, what my question, my other theory could be, is it because basketball players are so big, it's threatening? Versus hockey players and baseball players are a little bit smaller athletes, so people kind of feel like it's less intimidating. It's very possible. But I would like to know why every time we see a baseball fight, every time we see a basketball, uh, a hockey fight, it's funny. And every time we see a fight in basketball in any form, and most football fights, most, not all, most football fights, we also say, Oh my God, this is horrible. I can't believe it. Oh, the outrage. Last thing I do want to speak about is, um, you know, a lot of times, actually I got two, a couple little stories for you. One is sad. One is happy. But the sad one is I want you guys to just go on our website, SONTSports.com. We're going to get a little serious here. Uh, video emerges of Delonte West being beat up on the streets and handcuffed. The cop has been arrested. Man, Delonte West went from being in the NBA to all the way to being homeless now and being handcuffed on the street and getting beat up in horrible, horrible fashion. And I just want to say, guys, take care of your mental. I know that like, sounds like Marshawn Lynch, but really, everyone, take care of yourself. Don't let yourself – if you have mental problems, if you're feeling bad, just go ask for help. And just, it, it, It's really hard to see someone like Delonte West who used to be in the NBA, probably had the whole world, had the whole world, man, millions of dollars, and even been offered jobs in the NBA nowadays to come back and like you know work in the NBA and that, get him off the streets, and he just won't do it because he's so mentally messed up right now. And I just feel absolutely horrific for him. Prayers to him and his family. And last story on a little bit of lighter note. Uh, did you guys see the guy who uh, made out of some girl at a soccer game? I thought it was Barcelona. We posted once again, SONTSports.com. It was Barcelona in Ecuador, not Barcelona FC where Messi plays. But So he kisses a girl. The camera catches him, and he quickly like puts his like looks away from the camera. But the camera really, really got him. And then his wife caught him cheating, and now he broke up with his wife. But um, – the Daily Mail in England did catch up to him, and he had this to say. Since being called out, he has taken to Facebook and Instagram to tell a story, but oddly appears to be blaming women, just so you know in general for the situation he's gotten himself into. 
He said, quote, unquote, if this was a woman in my place, what would you do? He writes, various videos have been circulating of unfaithful women, but they haven't made fun of as much as me. I hope you never have to be in my position. I'm going to defend my honor and my pride in, as a man until the end. And then he quickly changed course and said, I'm really sorry. And this is why I've come out in public to comment on the nonsense. So I ask you to forgive me to his wife. I'm so confused, but I want to get you back. Seems like a really confused guy he got caught cheating it's absolutely hilarious video you gotta check it out but here's my question in my last statement for today when he was making out with the girl you can only see the side of his face then he notices the camera come on him and the camera probably would have zoomed out right after he kissed but his look on the camera and the look of shock and the look of absolute scared is why he was caught cheating if he just simply in my theory continued to make out Softly, you can't make out too hard, or they're gonna keep zooming in. But a really nice, soft make out, a nice little soft kiss, maybe hug and hold for a minute. The camera would have gone away, and he would have never been caught. And you know, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not trying to give people advice on how to cheat, but you know very, very well, he's not sorry that he's cheated. He's sorry that he got caught. <laughs> Anyways. This has been episode 19 of Sports Are Funny with George Arjur. As always, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate five stars, send to a friend. More people listen to this, more we grow, the more fun it's going to be, the better guests we're going to get on. So continually help us grow. You know, you guys are, you are our growth, the audience. We do this for you. We don't do this for anyone else. This is for you. So please uh, do that if you can. Lastly, um, visit sonsports.com. That's S-O-N-T sports.com. Thank you so much for listening. And a lot of people ask me, what does Son stand for? And I always tell them, guys, it stands for Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio Redefined. Oh, thank you.